You're listening to The Intentional Podcast, co-hosted by Caitlin and Mackenzie. We hope you enjoy today's intention. Welcome back to the Intentional Podcast. (laughs) We are here. (laughs) We are. And again, we are kicking off our small business series. So we have our second installment today Yes. um, with Robin. And we will uh, give her a chance to kind of share herself with you guys. But Robin is a wife, mom, writer, photographer, uh, literature lover, kind of a master of all things here. Love it. Um, (laughs) She is also the creator of One Anchor Creative. And that's why we brought her on here today, guys, to talk with you about that. So we'll let her um, dive into that. And Robin, if you just want to introduce yourself, uh, tell our listeners what you'd like them to know about you. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I'm a mom, like you said. I'm a Bible-believing Christian, and that shapes pretty much everything I do. Um, I'm a wife. I've been married to my husband for almost seven and a half years now. Um, I do love to read. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> um, and I love to run and stay moving, which isn't really optional with a four-year-old little boy. Um, <laughs> I know way more about cars and Daniel Tiger than I ever would have dreamed of with him, but it's a lot of fun. Um, And I love to create through writing, like you said, photography, graphic design, um, and developing creative content, which is the focus of my newest business endeavor. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, So we just love obviously talking all things intentional here and just in getting to know you a little (laughs) bit more, um, we just really kind of pulled out of your story that you've kind of just pivoted, but you've pivoted with a purpose, like you've pivoted intentionally. Um, so we kind of wanted to like tie everything back to that today. Um, but I guess to start, how did you kind of know it was time for you to pivot, pivot? Like you were, you were doing journalism, you were doing photography, and now you're into one anchor creative. Like what was that decision or like, what did that look like for you? Um, yeah. So first of all, I love that you guys pulled out like the theme of pivoting because when you said it, like in the pre-recording email that I'm thankful you guys gave me so that I had time to prepare and think through everything I had to say. Um, when you said pivot, I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. Cause I never would have seen that for myself in my story because I'm not the most flexible person. But when you said that, I was like, you know what? I guess I can see it. And I think that there's a lot of like God's grace in there um, because like mm-hmm. I said, I'm not very flexible. I don't like change. So I grew up wanting to be a teacher, then a soccer player, then a journalist. And of course there were a lot of other desires and dreams in between those, uh, but those were the strongest and the most enduring. Um, and I made my final decision to study journalism in my late high school years Um, I got into my dream school and I truly felt like I was living out my calling until the second semester of being away at college. Um, and I realized that journalism wasn't really the best fit for me because I'm not really tough in the way that the media needs you to be tough in order to be successful in journalism. Yes. So, I mean, there are a lot of different paths. There are a lot of things I could have done. And there was one magazine I really wanted to work for. And I feel like that would have been a good fit. Um, 
So I'll get to that in a second. Um, so yeah, I just, I wasn't really cut out for journalism. Um, it really just wasn't the best fit for me. So I finished my degree and right before graduation, when I was engaged to my now husband, we were perfectly navigating whether I'd uh, move home to Northwest Florida or move to Orlando where he had roots from college. Um, and that was actually where the magazine that I wanted to work for was located. So all of it seemed to line up in a, a really exciting way. It would have been a really cool adventure. Um, and yeah. it would have been tough because I didn't really know anybody outside of like his friends there. And it was scary, but it was scary in an exciting way. So I was like, maybe this is the leap of faith that we need to take. Um, and God just made it abundantly clear through a long string of events that I should move home after graduation and that we should start our married life here. So there was a little bit of grieving of what I thought could be in Orlando, but there was also a lot of peace in that clarity. Uh, so I spent the following months wedding planning and job searching and nothing in my field of study or expertise was really open to me in my area, which is a pretty small town surrounded by bigger areas, I suppose. Um, so I was really discouraged, but then I actually got a call from one of my high school English teachers. And she asked if I would be interested in becoming the English tutor at my high school that I graduated from. Um, so that was just wildly unexpected to me because I love like reading and writing. I love English, but I didn't study English. And I never would have thought like being a part-time English tutor would have been on my horizon. But yeah. Um, yeah. So I was, ex I was really excited and I adjusted to the idea of having a part-time job. Um, and I used the time where I wasn't working at the school to build my photography business, um, which you guys mentioned. Um, so that was just something that naturally came to be, I guess. It wasn't as much a, it didn't take as much faith, I suppose, to start that business because I studied business in college. So I felt really confident doing that. And I did a lot of photography um, just my entire teenage stage of life and then into college. I did a lot of photojournalism and I just felt really confident doing that. And I was already taking like some of my friends engagement pictures and things like that. So it felt really natural to just sort of go into photography, um, which I did do for about five years um, until I had my son and realized that um, I just I couldn't take care of him and be the mom I wanted to be and do photography the way I was doing it and do them both as well as I wanted to. So I paused that, um, continued my part-time job at the high school where I was the English tutor, as I said, but also I became the journalism instructor. So it was really cool how my journalism background was weaved in there. Um, and yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And looking back now, I can certainly see like God's hand in it. And I wish I could tell myself to just like calm down when I was in that season because I was so stressed and grasping for control during my job hunt. Um, and it turned out better than I could have ever hoped. So thankfully, I did learn from that time. And this time, as I um, finished my last year teaching at the high school, um, I had a much more surrendered approach to trying to figure out what type of job I should do now. Um, I am thankful to be home with my son 
but I know that um, at least in our season of life, it would both be helpful financially for me to have some source of supplemental income. And I also just desire to like work and create. So during my job hump this time, I've just been a lot more surrendered. So I'm thankful to have learned from that really obnoxiously stressed, stressed out time in my life when I was trying to make every single job opportunity into like the one and then getting heartbroken when none of them worked out. Um, and just, I wish I would have just like rested and just trusted more. But, um, again, everything kind of fell into place, um, which is how I, came to start wanting her creative. Um, it's really just become clear that that's what I should do next. Um, Seek and Know Learning Co. is like the collection of educational resources that I've already created and done a soft launch, launch for. Um, and that's, that's kind of where I am. So that's amazing. Yeah. I feel like that's so funny. Like just when we start to learn to surrender our like life over to God, then it's like, oh, then it like works out instead of like gripping on the control at all. But that, (laughs) that summed it up real good. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think too, something that you had mentioned, Robin, kind of in your background for all of our listeners is, um, that grief that you kind of shared as you were, pivoting from, you know, Orlando to where you're at now. Um, did you also experience feelings of fear in that transition, kind of going from something you thought you knew into something new to you? Um, you know, I'm just, we're curious to know what that felt like for you and how are you intentional about still persevering and taking those next steps to fight, despite feeling that fear? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Unfortunately, I'm naturally a very fearful person. Uh, So it takes a lot of uh, prayer and surrender for me to do basically anything, much less face change. So for this change, um, you know, the the transition then, it was a little more helpful because like our home church was here. We had community here um, and it's you know, changed. We've gone through many seasons since then. That was um, almost eight years ago now. Um, And then more recently um, for the One Acre Creative idea, um, I tested the idea a little, seeing if I'd actually uh, make the things and enjoy making the things, the educational resources to sell, because I was already making a bunch of activities for my toddler. Uh, but there's a big difference between my creations with, you know, his markers and printer paper, and then digitally creating those resources to actually sell to other people. Um, so after I truly enjoyed what I started to make, I sought counsel from my family and mentors to see if this is something that actually made sense or if it was one of those uh, ideas that I would get really excited about and then it would either fade or just really not mesh into like who I am as a person and where I am in life. Um, it's hard for me sometimes to recognize that every idea I have, I shouldn't necessarily pursue. And no matter how great or exciting it is, like it's, it's maybe even a, a later thing to do, but usually when I get an idea, I just want to run with it right then and there. So I wanted to be really intentional uh, with my time and with my energy to make sure this is something that actually made sense. Um, so once it was pretty much decided that this is the direction I'd go in, I made a ridiculously detailed plan and then laid them all down. 
Yeah. So then I did a soft launch. Um, I'm a very all or nothing person by nature. So I'd usually wait until everything's like fully finished and fleshed out and perfectly placed to present it to the world. Mm -hmm. But I think it was actually a step of obedience that I needed to take um, for me to just get the wheels off the ground before everything was exactly where I wanted it to be. Um, So in pivoting, I've learned that I have to know my purpose and have my palms up. in pivoting and in really doing anything because I yearn so much for control. Um, but when my hands are open and I let go of the grips of like, let go of my grip on the rings that God already has, it's not even like a handing it over. It's like, I, I never really had that control to begin with, but I like to think that I do. And I like to like, hold on to it for dear life to make everything work out exactly as I think it should. Um, but his plans are far better, better than mine all the time anyhow. So letting go can be really hard and require faith. Uh, but I found that as long as my purpose is like clear and in sight and I'm focusing on it, um, it just slowly becomes easier to put one foot in front of the other in that direction. So that is, um, a really well put way of how you have like conquered your fear essentially in going through things. And you did mention a few seasons of life, just like as we talk about seasons of life a lot on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, could you maybe share now like what your current season looks like while launching this new business? Yeah, um, I think it looks like a really imperfect balance of mistakes and grace and growth. Um and like I mentioned, I became, I began putting the educational content I created into the world um, before I was in the point in my plan to do so. And um, I'm just trying to be really intentional with the pursuit of progress over perfection because um, I get really fixated on perfection um, so much so that sometimes I kind of don't do anything because I want to make sure the next step I'm taking is like the exact right one. Um And that's something that I'm really working through with this. Um, And that pursuit of progress over perfection is showing up um, in a lot of areas in my life outside of business, as well as I've started actually focusing on it. Um, I love the flexibility that I have in this new season. And I'm just thankful for the community God has given me and the increasing sense of um, peace and purpose as I'm in this season of trying something new. And, um, at first I just started with the seek and no learning co that was going to be the, the business. Um, but as I kind of took a step back and paused, I realized, um, that having it, having seek and no just be a collection under one anchor creative would allow me to, again, kind of let go of that, um, idea that I know exactly what I need to do in only do that. Um, having the broader business will allow me to do, um, and create in ways that aren't just that educational content. Um, when I saw my photography business, I began creating resources for, um, adults like Bible journaling resources and things like that. And, um, once I stopped becoming hyper fixated on, what I think this season needs to look like. I was, um, again, able to broaden the scope and just, again, have like my palms up, have my hands open to whatever else I, uh, might need to pivot and pursue. So. 
Um, sorry, there's like a slight delay, Robin. So it's like we hear the audio after you stop talking. Yes. So then like we're taking it all in and Technical then we like difficulties, guys. Bear with us. Caitlin is the editing queen. So we will make sure that snip that all is aligned. But I think you say such great things about having that outward perspective of kind of surrendering yourself to knowing what's meant to be and what's going to happen is going to happen and is going to be. Um, and I'm just so, uh, you know, inspired by that. And I think a lot of other people can relate to that. Yeah, definitely. So I think we'll just touch on here. Um, kind of the questions that we ask everyone, um, of what are you most intentional with and what do you find more difficult for you to be intentional with? Um, so I kind of mentioned like my, I, I think obsession might be a strong word, but my proclivity, I guess, to do the exact right thing. So I'm, I think I'm most intentional with like researching and praying and analyzing so that I make like the best possible decisions. Um, but with that intentionality, like the flip side of that is also what is most difficult for me to be intentional with, which is not overanalyzing. Um, so I didn't know the term analysis paralysis until recent years. Um, but often when I'm faced with like a decision or a question or something like that, I often don't pause to recognize when I am getting like a bit too like in depth in trying to come up with a, an answer or a solution or a plan until I'm already in the state of analysis paralysis. And again, I think that's me uh, and probably my pride just taking, taking control of the situation, kind of like acting as if uh, it's really up to me in the end. Anyhow, like obviously we are culpable, like we need to uh, be responsible and intentional with our decisions and things like that. But I think I, again, try to like rip those reins of control for myself. Um, and I just need to be better about like making the decision, but again, like not having like the white knuckles and instead like, again, having my hands open and just like trusting not in myself to make those best decisions and make everything, you know, work out and happen. Um, and I need to be more intentional with um, just living faithfully, I guess. I relate to that a ton, for sure. <laughs> um, and I yes. think a lot of our listeners will as well, just because we're chugging through life and we just want to think that like all of our action is what's going to get things done. But in reality, like allowing that trust and that rest to like also take hold is going to solve a lot as well. Yes. <laughs> um, so we appreciate your time um, and jumping on here with us and sharing about your small business. So can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Yeah. So um, I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook because maybe I'm just too old for TikTok and the more uh, trendy things. Um, so you can finally... <laughs> Find me mostly on Instagram at Robin R Masters and then um, Seek and No Learning Co. And then One Anchor Creative, the more so umbrella company, is in the works. And then, of course, also on Etsy, uh, where I sell those resources at One Anchor Creative. Perfect. 
Awesome. We love it. Well, Robin, thank you again. And uh, we appreciate you sticking with us despite any wonky technical issues. You know, it's kind of something that just comes natural with these virtual interviews. But nonetheless, we love just having our experts on. And it's been such a blessing to chat with you today. And hear your sweet pup because my dog makes uh, cameos on the podcast too. So there's no shame in the puppy barks at all. We love them. Thank and welcome you. Them. Um, <laughs> but yes, thank you so much. And uh, to all of our listeners, we will see you next time. not already please subscribe to the intentional podcast so you never miss an episode you can connect with us over on instagram at the underscore intentional podcast or by sending us an email to the intentional podcast at gmail.com if you enjoyed today's episode we encourage you to leave a review and join us right back here next week for our next intention